Well, hello, everybody. This is Bruce Pulver, author Above the Chatter, Our Words Matter, back for another episode of Can I Have a Word With You? Where we just take one word, we do our best to unpack it, bring some meaning, what's on our heart, you know, what uh, what can we use, how can we take that word, how can we apply it to our life, and maybe a little bit of encouragement. And as you guys know, uh, Heather Carter, my co-host, is taking some time away. She's uh, caring for her son, who was in a an accident, but good news report is he's doing well and hope to have him back, have her back soon. But in the meantime, we've been um, bringing on some guests to talk. You know, the first one we had, Bill Schomburg talked about friends. And then last week we had Sylvia Marusic and we talked about uh, testing positive. And today I'm honored, you can see ticking away at the bottom here, is to have a, a dear friend of mine, AJ Sherrill. Give you a little bit of a background first before I bring AJ on. Uh, I live in Atlanta, as you guys know, and AJ and his wife moved to Atlanta. Uh, he's going he's gonna to correct me, but I'm going to say 10 or 12 years ago, right next door to us. And uh, my daughter was developing her soccer skills at the time and was really pursuing that. And this uh, neighbor comes over and proceeds to uh, very humbly show her a few moves. And uh, that uh, initial interaction became a very quick friendship, a friendship where we share music. We share time in our kitchens together. We shared a little bit about our faith and um, I reached out to AJ uh, earlier this week and I said, hey, would you would you be willing to come on? AJ and I haven't seen each other in a while. He's been around. He's gone to Michigan as a pastor. He's gone to New York City as a pastor and is now outside of Charleston. So without any further introductions, I'm going to click here and bring my friend AJ Sherrill on, bring him into the studio here and let's go. AJ, welcome to Can I Have a Word With You, my friend. Bruce Almighty, it's so good to see you. And I will say this, I have a correction to make to your story. Our first encounter was not with me uh, teaching your child soccer. A, it was probably the other way around. But B, it was actually me taking a walk with my spouse, Elena, and you inviting me into your home for a beer. And I realized then you were a Mick Ultra kind of guy. <laughs> and uh, I appreciated the light beer because, well, I put on weight much faster than you do. So the difference between us in the last few years is I've gained age and you look the same. So well done, you. Well done. Well, uh, I appreciate that, my friend. And thanks for the correction. And, and you're probably right. Uh, I, I just remember sort of the uh, the little trickery and things like that on the front porch. So a front yard. And then, you know, like I said, we spent some time cooking together, thinking mm -hmm. together and all of that. And when I uh, when we started this podcast, I thought, you know, when we start having guests, AJ Sherrill is one of the guys I want to have here. And um yeah, so tell us a little bit, kind of, I gave a little bit of a background, but kind of what's going on with you, and tell me kind of what's top of mind for you right now, and then we'll dive in and, and unpack our word that we picked today. Yeah, well, like you, I write books. Um, a lot of my books are in the area of spiritual formation, how people grow, personality theory, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've been in uh, church work and nonprofit work for a long time, and I'm also a professor um, in a doctorate program, um, and so I teach a lot of formation and a lot of spiritual living um, through those those routes, um, follower of Jesus, but lover of humanity. So, um, yeah, it's just a little snapshot. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget uh, the time. A couple of times you came over, you brought your you brought your own coffee over, brewed it here at the house. <laughs> we, we we sat on the screen porch together, and and just those times were just so meaningful to me, my friend. And when we yeah. we uh, we started thinking about unpacking the word faith. Uh, man, I, I know there's a lot in 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 your heart and your in your mind about what that word means. And what we do here, AJ, is we take a word, I break it down, I write it vertically, I kind of break down what that word means to me, and then 
let's just get into a conversation about about that in your world and we'll just ask some questions and go back and forth so to me the word faith opened up really easy and really quickly and as you know i kind of believe that the letters of the word are all that's needed to define it uh the dictionary is great but in itself it can just blossom and to me, what I've found, and, and this is a lot through growth of my own, and again, I just want to unpack this with you, is faith, facing anything insurmountable, trust him. To me, that that is faith. If I'm, if I'm facing something that I'm struggling with, or I don't know the out, or I, I haven't solved it or figured it out, I mean, that's exactly where I need to go. I need to be there all the time, and it's it's a daily journey for me to try to strengthen that, to rely, to build that muscle so that I do release myself and be, do everything I can to be the person that he's intended for me to be. So let me just flip that, turn that kind of over to you and, and share some thoughts with our listeners about faith from your perspective. Well, I mean, you talk about facing anything insurmountable. I think one of the things that is common to most humans today is there's something that feels um, like the weight of the world. And it's in those moments where you realize, what am I standing on? And you also realize the, the thin veneer of Project Self, self-reliance, um, uh, trying to sort of shoulder the weight of the world by yourself. You realize that it's really insurmountable. And, um, and, and I, I think an exercise in futility to try to carry the burden of life without something transcendent that you can you can attempt to rely on. Uh, yeah. You know, I had a friend of mine that recently said to me that in those moments where we discover what it is we truly believe or where our faith lies, you have to find something outside of your circumstances to stand on. And sometimes the chaos and storms of life are so overwhelming that if you're trying to stand in that kind of a wind by yourself, you realize pretty quickly how fragile and how uh, vulnerable we really are. And it's in those moments where, where we need transcendence. We need a story that's bigger than ourselves, that's bigger than our resume, that's bigger than our bank account, uh, that's bigger than fill in the blank. Because at some point in life, uh, the proverbial stuff is going to hit the fan. And it's at that point you realize um, what really holds you. Um, and what you've been holding. So I connect with that insurmountable moment because yeah. we, you know, we seem so heroic when we're in control, but when we're not, we realize, wow, I, there's something greater I need to attach myself to, to give myself meaning and, and rooting. Man, I love that. And especially I love the word veneer, right? Because we think of that as, as the surface over the foundation of the floor, right? It's something that we can, we can just glue down there and you know, until the floor falls through, <laughs> we think that veneer is pretty thick. So, mm. and, and we're also kind of wired. I mean, this is a kind of a guy to guy conversation. We're, we're kind of wired to fix stuff ourselves, to mm. not look outside. So do you think from your perspective, do you think it, it always takes that, that strong wind or takes that, that thing that brings us to our knees or, or does it have to go there? Does it have to go that far? Or what's your thoughts on that? I think the human ego is so determined that it often takes that. Do I think it has to? No, not, not at all. In fact, I think the skill to life is learning to rely on something greater than yourself when things are going well, um, because that leads to all sorts of joy and gratitude rather than ego and pride. Um, but, you know, I, I define faith a little bit different than most pastors in my craft do. I think a lot of people 
think about faith as ideas they hold in their head, propositions, if you will, mm. statements of doctrine that I, I believe or assert at certain seasons when all is going well, but then might doubt when things aren't going well. Faith, actually, in the Greek, in the ancient Greek, it's this word pistis, and it means trust. I think that's a better way of thinking about when we try to diagnose around faith. It's not the ideas you're holding safely in your head. It's that when you trust when you have nowhere else to go. You know, and for some people, you grab a bottle. That's where your faith lies, is in that sort of um, uh, ability to circumvent, to detour the pain of this moment. For others, it's drugs. For others, it's, you know, fill in the blank, pornography, or it's money, greed, whatever. Um, I think often it's, it's what we trust in when we're out of control. That's what faith actually is, rather than stated propositions when things are going well. The trust factor. So, so trust and faith not necessarily aren't necessarily the th same things. You can you can trust someone by their you know actions. You know them, what you expect them, their credibility. Um, I kind of bounced around a little bit with with faith also being knowing without seeing and believing without knowing. As as mine has has grown and con continues to not on a perfect path, but the more I find that that I lean on my faith, mm. the easier it is to lean on my faith. But you know, like you said, it's the thing you go to. Um, yeah. And, you know, a lot of folks, I guess, I'd love to hear your perspective on this too. A lot of folks, don't you think, I mean, have an experience, whether it's in the church or in a faith situation that, you know, oftentimes is, is, is wonderful, right? It's, it's a, it's a ramp. It's a, it's a, it's, protection it, it's a it's a good environment but there's others where that maybe hasn't always been that case and so the other thing to latch on to could be because what you and i truly believe in our faith is the actual place to go hmm. how do we how do we help others if i'm in a situation where i'm in a conversation with someone and i want to discuss the importance of my faith to, I guess, empathize or what sort of things do you find that help in that kind of, it doesn't have to be a conversation an action or, or something. Yeah. I mean, I think helping people deconstruct religion is really helpful. Um, I think religion has been helpful for some and really painful and hurtful for others because, you know, often people think of faith as again, like investing my trust into these propositional beliefs or in this pattern of behavior or this moral norm that we're all called to do. And then all of a sudden we realize when that institution or that person has a failure, we realize that our faith has actually been in a system or a person rather than in a transcendent loving God. Um, and so I, I find that, you know, faith as trust is, is that which we notice. It, it's not so much that we have it. It's that we realize that, that, that we're, we're being halved, like that God has us, not so much that we have God and therefore we have faith. It's that we recognize, and you can imagine it, it's the it's the person at the precipice standing over the cliff, looking at the sunset, realizing I'm a part of a greater story here. And yeah. what does it mean for me to join a larger symphony um, where I can trust the one who created this beauty that made me as a part of this beauty versus, um, you know, trying to make sense of all of the, you know, failures and the institutional sort of yeah. mischief that we see all around us. So yeah. I'm really quick as a pastor to say like, Hey, listen, like get, get beneath all of that other stuff that gets in the way of sheer relationship between you and your creator. 
And that's right. where joy is really found. And I find that's really good news for people <laughs> yeah. on any, on any level. And we can disagree about who the creator is. That, that's fine. But I think realizing like, even we all are trusting in something, even if you claim to be an atheist, like not a problem, you're still trusting in an invisible force called gravity to catch your step when you take a walk, because that in of itself, you are acting on that, which you cannot see. And if we've learned anything from the enlightenment, it's that what we know can only be from our five senses. Well, I'll tell you, like we make a lot of life choices every single day that has nothing to do with our five senses that is walking into an invisible realm, trusting it's going to catch us. So I always tell people it's not, the choices aren't that you have or have not faith. The choices are what you place your faith in because we are all placing trust somewhere in something or in someone. So faith isn't an option for the human being. We're all having to do that on a regular basis, whether we realize it or not. Amazing. Just just looking at it, that to me from sort of an intellectual aspect is that, like you said, we take this step and and, and we're not going to go, you know, 20,000 feet in the air. We have this yeah. belief in something and sometimes it's a repeated pattern, right? That's what happens every time I do this. So I, I kind of understand that. I loved what you said when you said God has me. Yeah. God has me, right? And, and, and uh, yeah. Someone recently said on on a podcast that I I was a guest on that said we need to stop telling God how problem big our problems are and start telling our problems how big our God is, which sort that's of flips, nice. sort of flips that around into oh yeah that that's sort of right so uh, so yeah this mm-hmm. that's that's fantastic that's that's uh, that's beautiful I mean one of the things that I go to often is Proverbs three five trust the Lord with all my heart I mean that's that's like it's not a head thing. It gets mm-hmm. beyond the, the description of my understanding of, you know, logic and thinking it, it's, it's in my heart. And, you know, as you know, um, you know, my mother's open heart surgery, the day I was born was, was absolutely that, um, which I, I learned like day one, but didn't really understand day one, but really didn't understand that until later in life when, you know, I realized God has me. And sometimes when we take the steps closer to him is when, cause he's mm-hmm. never moved. Yeah, uh, me. I've always been the one that's moved right away from yeah. other or towards other things. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's this really weird moment. Do you remember Indian Jones in the Last Crusade? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the end where he's going through the gauntlet of different things he's got to do to get to the to get to the Holy Grail or whatever, and he takes that those pebbles and he scatters them across the chasm, and he realizes yeah. that there's actually been a road here the whole time, a bridge for me to walk. I just the optical illusion. I couldn't see it until I took a step. That's kind of the best, I feel like, picture to imagine what we're talking about when we're talking about trust or when we're talking about faith. The medieval theologians would say, credo ut intellectum, or intelligum, credo ut intelligum, which doesn't mean we understand, so we seek faith. It's that we have faith, which seeks understanding. In other words, when we take the step into trust, we begin to understand in ways that we couldn't sitting on the sidelines. We're sitting on the other side of the chasm. It's only in taking that step of faith that we truly gain understanding through experience and not sitting around working out equations or doctrines in our head that then we live. We actually live ourselves into new ways of being. And so we don't think ourselves into new ways of being. We live ourselves into new ways of being. And it's not that I'm against rationalism or logic or any of that, because I'm not. It's just that the conversation when we talk about faith, it, it goes to another level. That if you truly want to understand the meaning of life, it, it probably is not going to be solved alone in a math equation. 
It's going to be lived. It's going to be stepped where we cannot see. And then we will gain the understanding that we're looking for. And so that's why they say theology, spirituality, it's best looked at through the rearview mirror because you reflect on, wow, look what I've learned by just taking a step rather than looking forward and trying to figure it all out. Right. Yeah. Cause when I, I don't know about you, when I try to figure things out, it usually gets sideways. It usually <laughs> ends up in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. So um, one of the things, another word that I love, and um, I, I think it may apply to kind of what we're talking about here is the, is the word itself action. Because if you look at it, it has three words in it. I act on. So to me, it's like in order to see that, feel that, experience that, it's about being in motion. It's about Mm -hmm. being active. Like you and I have exchanged a lot of time listening to music together. And there's nothing to me better than being in the room with it while it's going on. You know? And, uh, you know, that may be, that may be the same thing. So, so I obviously, you know, you work with, I mean, you've, gosh, you've been all over, I mean, the, the Midwest, you know, New York city, now you're back kind of in, in the South. And uh, what are the things that are kind of bringing you the most joy about what you're doing now? Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ, share some of that with us. I know you're writing and speaking and. Yeah. Paddleboarding actually <laughs> is what is going to live us. Um, you know, I found, I found a new love for the book of nature. Uh, I actually am, am really wanting to get into gardening more. I think even the posture of gardening of, of being uh, on my knees, of, of recognizing the humility of being in the earth, um, I think is really good for my soul. So I'm, I, I'm up to a lot of simplicity these days. I'm trying to minimize things. Like we're in the hectic Christmas season. I'm not sure when this will be released, but we're like in the last week of Advent leading to Christmas morning. So it's like December 19th today. And this is a season where we're just trying to like be counterformed to say, look, the society around us, we are formed into rush and busy and exhaustion. And so we want to seek lingering and um, cooking and being slow to start our day uh, and just quick to seek and be still. So that's sort of um, what's grounding me right now and where I'm finding joy is reclaiming simplicity. Um, so that's wow. been really helpful for me. My 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 rabbi Jesus uh, modeled out for us that, you know, I'm not sure that our identity is discovered in the crowds. Um, he was constantly sneaking away for solace and silence and solitude. So I'm trying to be more disciplined to be like him in that way in these kinds of seasons. Yeah. Doesn't that connection kind of help us, kind of fuels us? It refuels Refills yeah. the cup. Yeah, absolutely. Well, AJ, man, man, it's so great to see you and and as a friend and also as a as a brother in faith and you know, a guest to kind of get together and, and connect. I would ask, I could ask you one final question. And I don't do this all the time, but I, I've done it a few times on this podcast. So um AJ, you are you you and I are walking together and you walk up onto the top of a mountain and there's a hundred thousand people beneath you. And, you know, they're chanting, AJ, AJ, AJ. And they, and they want you to lay something on them that uh, of encouragement or something that will uplift them. And you've got, you know, you've got a minute to kind of just share. And I hand you the microphone. What would you say? I think the phrase that's really been moving me these past few days is that grace runs downhill. Um, you know, it's this idea that the, the gravity of, of grace for those that are least of these and feel left out or feel like they're not winning in life. Um, that's actually the place where God's presence, I think, is, is most palpable. 
it may not always feel the way we want and our circumstance may not always change the way we want it in the right time. But the grace of, of God flows, I think, most easily in those moments. And I think that's why Jesus says things like, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, blessed are the merciful, because these are the types of people that have learned to live in a low center of gravity toward the earth where grace flows to rather than puffed up and trying to, um, to be spectacular. So I think that's really good news because a lot of us, um, particularly in a post-COVID world, just feel like we've gotten the wind knocked out of us relationally, socially, um, you know, vocationally. And so just realizing that God's presence and grace is, is most dense in those places. Wow. That is so powerful. I mean, that, that to me describes the word hope. Like mm. when you're there, um, that's, that's, uh, probably when we need that the most. So I appreciate you sharing that with me. I got in the banner here, how folks can reach you, reach AJ at AJSherrill.org. Your just information about you is there. You know, if folks want to check out your books and your writing, or if they're in, if they're in the Charleston area and on a, on a Sunday or, yeah. or a weeknight, they can come to your church and it's St. Peter's. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. St. Peter's church in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Well, AJ, I just want to thank you for taking some time, especially during this busy holiday period, to say yes to a very quick ask to jump on and just unpack the word faith. And you poured a lot into me, and I sincerely, sincerely appreciate you making the time. Yeah, man. I look forward to being back in you and Bridget's kitchen very soon. All right. I love you, brother. You too, my man. We'll talk soon.